And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's a special night. It's a night we talk about all year round in the comic community. It's New York Comic Con season, everyone. The show uh, is going on for at least one more day, but because we moved the show to Saturday, this is just kind of what we're doing now. Lots of, lots of big news, lots of big goings on coming out of the show because as we've said before, uh, the changing landscape of, you know, comic media, nerd media, and multimedia means they actually announce, you know, good stuff at Comic-Cons now, and they just don't wait till the big San Diego show just to show off trailers anymore. Oh, and it also helps that uh, currently there's uh, an actor strike happening, so they yeah. couldn't, and the, the, the writer strike just finished, so they couldn't get certain people to come and like announce big mm. movies and tv shows so it was this is one of the few very few recent comic cons where it was mostly about comics yep where it was all about the comics they took center stage they got the focus and good you know what they deserve yeah, a day they do they deserve some time in the sun so uh i don't know about you matt uh, i had a busy one today i actually went out and did things again it was uh my grandparents like 65th anniversary or something so i visited them in the city and i walked around uh, oshawa for a bit nice yeah there, there was a wedding happening in the park and everything because people kept walking by me really well dressed in suits and i'm like what the hell's going on here and i'm like oh there's a wedding in the park and the mall is across the way so everyone is leaving to go to the mall to get like an orange julius or something and <laughs> wait for the friggin vows to start <laughs> which is really the best way to do a wedding if i ever do a wedding that's how i'm gonna do it i'm gonna put it right next to a mall <laughs> <laughs> so people can go and fuck around there exactly yeah Though, again, because it's kind of a wild city and everything, I half expected, you know, when people are just walking by as nuptials were going on, I'm like, man, if I was a real asshole, I could really steal focus on this one and yell, don't do it! <laughs> or be, yeah, be that person that, that, like, objects. Yeah, exactly. I object! Guy on the sidewalk. I don't know <laughs> them, but I just always wanted to object. Carry on. <laughs> Actually, that same park, I'm pretty sure there was a shooting there like a couple years ago. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's a, it's a fun place, man, I tell you. <laughs> I tell you. But yeah, that's what I did. Today, I walked around, looked at some of the X-Men 97 figures, got a chocolate-covered marshmallow on a stick. Nice, nice. Got some Indian roti, so it's been pretty good. Uh, you said you were just getting over uh, getting sick. Yeah, I had like a 24-hour bug and uh, yeah. just just sort of gotten rid of it in the last... I like chugged like a bottle of like cough syrup and slept 12 hours and I'm all good now. Let, let me ask you this, and I'll ask this to the chat as well. Uh, who else's allergies are going fucking nuts for October? Usually I have summer allergies. Usually I don't have allergies at this time of year, but I am just friggin' dying. I'm double fisting Benadryl just to clear up my nose. You can hear it in my videos. A lot of people thought I was sick, but no, just my nose has been stuffed. Yeah, it's just that time of year, I think. I guess. Like, I, I thought that I was getting sick there for a little bit because I had the dry throat and the nose and everything. I'm like, oh god, did I catch fucking COVID again? No, actually, <laughs> just, uh, just friggin' allergies. Just regular old allergies. <laughs> Luckily. So that's good for me, but uh, that's what I've been up to. Been checking out the news and everything. Uh, ooh, I finished Phantom Liberty. Ooh, what'd you think? Well, what ending oh, did I... you choose? What ending did you get? So I, of course, backed my boy Idris Elba all the yeah. way. Oh, so you got the survival horror ending. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm like, holy fuck, did they change the genre on this pretty hard? <laughs> 
just out of the blue and i'm like you know oh yeah i'm level 50 i'm all borked <laughs> up i've got all epic weapons and everything oh the robot kills me in one i gotta play ring around the rosie with the fucking robot till it leaves okay yeah all your cyberware gets turned off yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's effective, don't get me wrong, and also really makes me think, god damn, I hope that cyberpunk Orion becomes something, because you have an amazing engine here, and a city you've already built, why does this have to be the end? I just want more, damn it! <laughs> I want more gigs, I want more side missions, I want Mr. Hands to send me on more weird outings. <laughs> yeah, his, his missions in, in that were really cool. All amazing. All 10 out of 10. His yeah. side missions were better than many of the mainline story missions in the main game. Yeah, yeah. One of something crazy, uh, the voice actor on TikTok, apparently he's getting a lot of requests from people who are similar to mine, where it's like, I need more stuff, tell me what to do. So he's just sitting there on the phone, V, I need you to go to the store and pick up some milk, a pack of smokes, <laughs> and some toilet paper. Be prompt now. <laughs> I'll be judging you on how you do this. <laughs> which is fucking wild. But yeah, I, I got the Idris Elba ending, but I also didn't get the secret ending on top of that where V basically finds another way to beat the chip because I had to be a nice guy and, you know, respect uh, someone's wishes. And only in that moment where I'm like, oh, oh, I guess the president was kind of always a bastard, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of the point because she set Idris Elba and Songbird against each other and this is kind of the mm -hmm. thing they've been doing all along. Oh. Yeah, so did you get the ending where... It's like a two two year time skip. I did not get that actually. Oh, see, I got that. I got that ending. And spoilers, yeah, you, you, you go with uh, Idris, and he they cure you, and it, it, yes. you're in like a coma for two years, and you wake up, and but everyone find, forgets about you. Everyone everyone forgets about you, and um, you actually end up losing all of your cyberware. Like you can no longer uh be chromed up. So you oh, the, wow. so the ending ends with a V. Uh, back looking like the stock standard V just disappearing into the just disappearing into the crowd of people as just like yes. a nobody and I'm like that's like the perfect ending that's it, it so is, good it, it is and yet it's like it's the quote-unquote best ending but it's also arguably the saddest oh ending it's it's, it's sad so depressing yeah because because they bring it right back to what Dexter Deshaun says in the first mission of the game do you want a quiet life or a blaze of glory <laughs> this is V's quiet life but it's arguably not as good as a blaze of glory because he mm -hmm. never kills Adam Smasher. He never attacks Arasaka. So he never becomes a night city legend and he gets to be just a regular guy who is forgotten within a few years by everyone. And I'm like, wow, that's really sad, but also so true to the themes mm -hmm. of the game and the themes of cyberpunk where it's like, yeah, this is the best ending. Cause you know, you get to live 100%, but also it's the saddest cause everything you did ultimately doesn't matter. And, you lose johnny in that too which even in this ending i got the kind of takeaway from it was v and johnny being like well at least we have each other though and at least we're not as fucked up as a uh, reading songbird <laughs> and i'm like fair enough so like it's honestly like a weird happy ending a again the themes of that dlc are so strong because you know it's all about this interplay between Reed and songbird and who are you going to believe because they're not telling you the whole truth. Mm. They're all telling no, you half-truths yeah. and whole lies. Yeah. And they reflect that so well in every side quest, because usually every side quest is about you having to decide between, you know, one or two groups of people and decide who's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes there's third options to get out of it, but a lot of the time there isn't. No, no, it's one or the other. 
another thing that hit me too, because again, I was really hard at work thinking about it. Hansen as kind of this like you know hard Marlon Brando and a Heart of Darkness villain that they create and everything. When I look back on all of like you know the interactions you have with him and Boghurst, they're weirdly more honorable as villains go. They keep mm. their promises. They do, yeah, yeah, they are. Like he, like he doesn't attack you. He doesn't swear at you when he says, "Oh, I'll let you leave." They'll let you leave. Is the crazy mm -hmm. part. And, and 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 as well as like you see it, like everything he's he's doing as well. It's like oh, it, maybe if he was given the chance, this would have worked. Because I yeah, remember like, like like um in in the Mister Hands missions, the the mm. the uh, where you have to like you choose like his successor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I got the option where uh the two guys who are running for for the for the seat actually end up working together. And, yes, because and, at and the he, end of the day, they actually yeah. did love Dogtown and actually yeah. did believe in it and, as this free zone. And I'm like, holy shit, that's some real depth and complexity yeah. for villains. And, and and Hans even says like, hey, I was actually wrong. You were right about this. They're actually like doing good for Dogtown now and like making it like a proper city and everything. It's, it's this whole looks can be deceiving thing. Well, meanwhile, Myers, the president, seemed like such a nice person and everything. Mm -hmm. But then especially in the ending, I got like, oh, no, you're a massive bitch, actually. Yeah, the one I got as well, where 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 she, she just like turns up to see Songbird being carted off and just like completely disregards you as like a person yeah. and just like, ah, you completed your mission. Yeah, fuck off. You know? Yeah, pe people are just tools to you. You regularly turned these two against each other and poisoned their mm -hmm. friendship and relationship for your own gain. Yeah, I, I think you're a bad person, Mrs. President. <laughs> it's a it's a hell of a ride. That game. It's so good. I'm like, man, I actually want to play this again and yeah. try the other uh, side of it. Same. Yeah, I think there's like two other endings. Yeah. There's like I know there's one way you, you you go to like the spaceport or something. You like yeah, fight yeah. your way through the spaceport. I know that one. Now, uh, now, how do you feel about Mister Blue Eyes? Have you seen uh that? Uh, is that the that he he was in the original game as well? And there's like there's like theories pertaining that like he is a uh, an AI or something. Yes, exactly. He's like so, part of the Black okay. Wall or something. Yeah, so like one of the one of the crazy street preachers, you do a mission for him. He talks about people from yeah. space with the blue eyes, and then <laughs> in every other space related mission, you see a dude with blue eyes. And I think the idea is too is that maybe he was the one fucking with the paralysis too, and they might actually be the real secret world order. Maybe they are aliens, maybe they're actually rogue AIs who are already mm. interfering with the world. Yeah, yeah. Which again, I'm just like, ooh, I hope that sequel bait. Ooh, I want to play the next one. <laughs> God damn it, I want more of this, please. Yeah, <laughs> but it, we could... it's it's a shame as well because like it just got the game just got so good with that update and this DLC, and they have announced like, oh, we're not doing anything more for the game, yeah. which is fair. It's... They spent like 125 million extra to fix the game. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I, they probably just want to move on to whatever's next. <laughs> probably come on modding community <laughs> let's get in on this one modding community but yeah we matt and i could talk about freaking phantom liberty and cyberpunk forever i think it's very very much our jam yeah it was so good so good yeah but uh, but yes new york comic-con was this week it's uh, we got one more day in it but already for the first two days they've dropped a bunch of huge news that i'm sure everyone is going to want to hear about absolutely so uh, I guess our first big piece of news here uh, actually comes from the TV side of things, and I think everyone was kind of bowled over 
by this piece of news here, and that is that uh, Daredevil Born Again is apparently going back to the drawing board, even though they've already filmed some stuff. I think uh, Christos Gage, who worked on the show, said that basically they already have four episodes done, Mm. I think, and they're like, yeah, we kind of want to take this back and do a bit of a do-over. Again, Gage blew my mind when he said, apparently these four episodes, we didn't even see Matt in costume, and uh, the higher-ups and producers and everything seem to be super high on this right until they weren't yeah it, it sounded like it was more of a uh a legal procedural procedural that, yeah that than than superhero stuff and yeah he, as you said doesn't appear in costume till episode four apparently like karen and foggy will have been like the reason for that is because karen and foggy are like dead or they get murdered or something oh shit yeah yeah it, it was this whole thing but yeah they, they that's complete... pretty fucking dark yeah <laughs> yeah I make sense for, for Daredevil. I mean, true. Yeah, doesn't like Karen actually end up getting murdered anyway? Oh, oh yeah, Karen's yeah. been dead forever. I kept waiting yeah. for her to get murdered in the show, and it never yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anything, comic Karen's most defining thing is that she gets murdered she dies, by Bullseye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, they they they're rebooting, and I think that this this is also part of that whole thing where they they they're going back to the drawing board with a lot of their shows because there was that Hollywood Reporter article yes that that yes, said that, that they're now gonna have like showrunners who do show bibles and like mm-hmm. like pilot I, episodes you just don't yeah. get greenlit with and and it was insane to me like that they like didn't reading, do that before. yeah no it was insane to me reading all of this and then reading stuff like well oh we were shooting like 125 million dollar productions on the fly this is in relation to what? to, to see secret invasion i'm like how, how, i i i don't like like i i plan around putting like fuel in my car like <laughs> i know right this, th- this and, does and they're just like sound... shooting 125 million oh we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see what happens <laughs> this this to me is totally straight up like oh this is kind of like the height of arrogance huh this is we're too yeah. big to fail we're marvel and people will watch whatever we put out and honestly yeah that's true and has been true for a long period of time but hearing this just completely made sense of secret invasion did it when we're like where did the money go where why is the show like this why is anything and then i hear this and i'm like oh well that makes a lot of sense and apparently too these changes are also in relation to the writer's strike and a bunch of the new stuff that the writers got that had kind of been you know uh chapping their asses for a bit and apparently marvel and these disney plushes were a huge offender in that regard mm-hmm. which good sounds like between this and the fact that they said they're going to be making less streaming shows overall i think from here on out we're going to be seeing a massive you know uptick in quality which is not to say that you know they've been making garbage if anything i think it's amazing to think that what they've made is as good as it is uh, i watched uh, the first episode of loki mm-hmm. season two i'm an episode behind but all i could think is like ma'am this is really good where was any of this in secret invasion it's really fun it's really weird where, where you have a show like that where there's obviously like okay they've got showrunners they've got like mm-hmm. like like story bibles of like where they're going to take this story and it's like okay so why was that not applied to every other show why was it just this particular show the special effects look better yeah yeah it all looks good it's it's got a nice like uh like art direction and everything oh 100 the colors and everything it just looks fantastic ouroboros is great i think he's already stealing hearts all over the place as a great new character yeah 
also organically building on what came before mm -hmm. with Kang and everything else from season one, where I'm like, okay, so again, this really, this really does feel like, you know, quality control between shows is a little all over the place. Yeah, and I also think in that same Hollywood Reporter article, they did mention that, like, there was quite a bit of, through these other shows, uh, like, ego with like directors mm. and like people mm. vying for control especially i think on secret invasion there was a bit of like an ego thing there yeah right because i guess kevin feige can't drop the hammer on everything all the time <laughs> yeah yeah while also still trying to make movies also gina you want to talk about miracles in production basically all of the marvel shows that we can name have been touched by you know covid and the lingering effects of covid mm-hmm mm -hmm. Like, all that shit's still trying to come together and everything. So, yeah, the fact that they even made these the way they did is nothing short of a miracle. And it sounds like they're going to really be upending them moving forward, hopefully for the best. I, I think it, I mean, it makes sense that now they're going to actually have, like, a plan in place. And, yeah. like, and, like, people whose job it is to make sure everything, like, makes sense and it doesn't feel rushed and everything. Which, still, I don't, I, how do they not figure that shit out? like day one again this it's the height of arrogance it's everything we've done has been a smash hit surely we can do no wrong and also i think a lot of this too we kind of have to attribute to you know the over prolification of streaming television where it's like it doesn't matter what we make we just need to make it for streaming so the people content. continue to pay yes. the yeah content. we need to feed yeah we need to feed the content machine so people will pay their 15 bucks a month and also disney's last president was clearly all in on streaming and that was mm -hmm. the big thing where their new president who is also their old president clearly doesn't seem to have as much faith in it or at least be like, no, we need to also have a strong, you know, theater release arm and everything. We can't just dump everything on streaming because mm -hmm. streaming is a fucking ocean. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, there's many different factors that went into Definitely. into this, and it's probably they probably also realized, hey, we could probably actually save a bit of money if we actually had people going yeah. like, yeah, we can't do this because it's too expensive, or we should do this because we can get away with it. And as well as they probably also saw like the success of like the Mandalorian and like Ahsoka yeah. and everything, and how like oh, they actually like have all of this planned out. Dave Filoni and John Favreau like have there's like a roadmap they, there's a roadmap and like a beginning, a middle, and an end, and everything. Oh, hey, shit, we never talked about Ahsoka, too. Man, so I really liked Ahsoka because, obviously, it was the sequel to uh, friggin' Rebels, my favorite Star Wars thing ever that I always wanted. But also, man, they left a lot of meat on the bone there at the really end to where I'm like, huh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that they didn't finish this all in one. But at the same time, I was kind of surprised. It, yeah, I, I knew this wasn't going to go the way a lot of people thought it was i i saw it as like this is the first couple of chat if they if they're adapting like the thrawn trilogy this is the first couple of chapters yes. of of heir to the empire they, they they've gone and got their 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 dark jedi in this case the the night sisters and they're bringing yeah. them back to the galaxy the, and the i guess first it couple makes of chapters sense. of that book and i guess it makes sense too because if you're going to continue to make streaming star wars shows and everything it's good to have a mega villain like Thrawn and to have the backbone of heir to the Empire to be like, no, 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 we can get multiple seasons out of the back of mm -hmm. this. And I'm sure we will when Mandalorian comes back. We already know he's going to be hunting Imperial war criminals for the New Republic. And, oh, look, those Imperial war criminals have a new master now and we'll all be moving in the same direction. Yep. And I assume 
this is all just going to be build up to Dave Filoni's movie, which um, I don't think is going to be called Heir to the Empire. It's going to be called something else, probably Last right. Command, because that's the last Thrawn Brook. It makes sense. Um, that's good. But yeah, yeah, I, I assume it's all building towards that. Also, hey, theory time. So that big last episode, there was so much involved with Thrawn being like, no, I can't leave yet. We have to put the cargo. Everyone load the cargo. W what's in the cargo? What's so important that he couldn't just leave, you think? I think it's Night Sisters. Oh, really? Just a bunch of zombified Night Sisters? Yeah, and ooh, they went because they went to Dathomir and they're going to use the Dathomiri magic to, to, to bring them all back to life and... Uh, bring back the the uh the the night sisters that general grievous Ooh. thought he he wiped out during Killed the killed all of them yeah that's actually a really cool way to bring them back i actually like that a lot now that you mentioned also great zombie stormtroopers yeah they, they were great weren't they ah uh, so much fun yeah uh, oh we actually got some super chats here brandon williams asks do you think Superior Spider-Man will make it in the MCU? I mean, we don't really have a Doc Ock at the moment, so I think it yeah. would be difficult. But hey, never say never for any of these things. Yeah, there, there, there has been rumblings of like a reboot incoming for the MCU Ooh. or like a soft reboot so they can like kind of go back to, to square one a little bit and recast a lot of these roles. So yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we could eventually build up to that. I wouldn't hate the idea again no. you know maybe do maybe do like a younger doc off to match the younger mm. spider-man yeah yeah I, again a very ultimate comics idea yeah cowboy helping us i compare the mcu hype to fortnite hype the fandom dropped and dropped hard and sudden the daredevil hype is arguably keeping the ship afloat i don't know if i agree with that at all when you're one of the largest multimedia franchises of all time to say they dropped off i think you're speaking more personally than anything <laughs> yeah no they definitely the haven't dropped off <laughs> mm -mm. i think uh i think it's still one of the biggest multimedia things in the world much like fortnite which again i'm no expert on i can't talk about is also still like one of the biggest things just because it might not be the biggest thing with you or people you know doesn't mean that that audience isn't being refreshed elsewhere if it had dropped off the way people seem to say it is i think they would have stopped making them a long time ago the, the, you wouldn't be getting skins of like ahsoka and darth vader and you know attack on titan and dragon ball z which, and all that stuff which, man, can I say I hate how good those skins look? I don't play <laughs> Fortnite, but, like, I'll see how good the skins look, and I'll be like, mm, but maybe. <laughs> I'm I'm such a loser. I uh, I bought the Spawn skins for uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> they, oh, no. rolled out a bunch, they rolled out a bunch of Spawn stuff for Halloween, and I'm like, man, I don't need that. Uh, what is it? They got a whole new friggin' uh, game coming in November. I don't need these right now. Keith David does the voice of Spawn. Fuck, where's my wallet? <laughs> Look, just so I can hear him say some stuff, I'm totally down for it. See, I, I, but, I, can't, I can't justify those sort of things. What I can justify, though, is, like, buying stuff like Omni-Man in, in Mortal Kombat, because it's an actual... <laughs> it's not a skin, it's, like, an actual character, and J.K. Simmons is voicing it. Again, that's... Like, man, I love how they've shown Omni-Man's fatalities, and it's just the crazy shit he does in the show. Yeah, yeah, it's great. He does the train thing. He does the crushing your head thing. He does the beating you think, Mark. <laughs> I I didn't watch the trailer for the second season, but I know the second season came out. I also got to watch that Adam Eve special too. I fell behind because I was too really busy good. making stuff for the channel. I heard it was really good. Yeah, the se second season looks good. I, I, surprisingly, no Omni Man in the trailer. 
Interesting. Yeah, a lot, but but they do they do make mention of all like the the multiversal stuff that's in the comics because multiverses is so hot right now. Hot at the moment. It's been so long too. I feel like I'm gonna need to do a whole rewatch of season one and probably push it on a couple other people as to justify it. Where yeah. I can be like, no, look, come to my place, watch all of this with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be reviewing it for the channel because those other videos did really good. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, hey, from Omni-Man to Superman, some big stuff happening with Action Comics in 2024. They're mm. launching a new initiative called uh, Superstars, which is basically just a fancy way of saying uh, we're going back to having a new writer per arc now until we can find a new writer. Yes, very much like the Triangle era of the book. And uh, a yes. lot of people, uh, uh, I will quick to remind a lot of people that Action Comics also started as like an anthology series. It did, yeah. So going back to its roots is is totally on point for this book. Especially because, you know, I think, you know, when it's all said and done, Philip Kennedy Johnson will have left a pretty large footprint in this series. He's been writing it for like longer than most people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When everything is said and done, apparently this is also a reaction to the House of Brainiac event. We now officially know what that Brainiac event is going to be called. We knew they were building up to it, but now we know its name. Yeah, Williamson will be taking over the book for a little bit from that. And I, I know Philip Kennedy Johnson finishes his run uh, this December in the mm. annual, the oversized annual, I think. Shit, sooner than we thought. Yeah. Uh, also, too, uh, so Williamson is going to be taking an arc, which makes sense because he's writing the main Superman book and doing a great job of it, I think we can all agree. He, he really is, yes. But also, more interestingly than that, Jason Aaron is going to be taking an yeah. arc, too, which, ooh. Yeah, and he's going to be telling a story about Bizarro, the proper ooh. Bizarro, not the shitty New yes. 52 one. <laughs> Yes, the actual from Planet Bizarro, Bizarro. Yes, yes. And then I think Mark Wade is taking the book because he teased the story in uh, his uh, Batman Superman book. Yeah. Uh, how about that? Well, sounds like a good time for action comics. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. And th this is really cool as well because then, you know, it's three-issue three, three issue arcs so, like, people can jump in and out whenever they want. Yeah. And, and it means we also get, what, four writers a year on the book? Sounds like it. Yeah. Because the book's Which monthly, again, twice monthly. Yeah. Monthly, yeah. Which, again, f f feels like they're just doing this until they can find a new creative team with a stronger vision. <laughs> Which I'm all right with that. I'm, a, I'm all right with keeping it fresh and interesting shit. You know, and if they did that with Detective Comics right now, I might hop into Detective. No no offense yeah. to Ram V. I feel like some people really but, like what Ram V is doing, but that first arc, uh, Nocturne, just see, did not grab me at all. See, I don't see anyone talking about that book at all. Like, I'm like I have no idea what's happening in it. I hear Ram V fans talking about it. I know he has like a really like pretty pretty like respectable cult following who read like everything he does. Right, right. Which hey, more power to them. And apparently it's still going strong, so I mean, hey, that must be doing something right. Yeah. Also, uh, also, hey, sad news. Uh, I didn't know where to sandwich this in the show because I didn't want to bring down the mood and I didn't want to open with it, but uh, we lost comic legend uh, Keith Geffen this week. Yeah, yeah, the creator of Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes's Blue Beetle, and Justice League International, Lobo, yeah, all these great characters. Did you see his last, I, did. I think it was tweet or Facebook page, and it's like, oh, that that's perfect, perfect. He's a, yes, again, a, a comedian to the very end, Geffen there, being like, oh, I'm telling everyone I'm sick, you know, anything to get out of having to do New York Comic Con for another year, peace. <laughs> 
again, one of the funniest guys in comics, which goes unsaid, you know, went out like a fucking boss. I hope I, you know, go out like that yeah. when it's time. Yeah, that's great. L- leave him leave him laughing leave on a high note also you wonder how i heard about it there's a really fucked up way that i found out he died i finally sat down and watched the blue beetle movie yeah it's good isn't it yeah it's a lot of fun man george lopez fucking steals every scene he's in he's, he's really good i usually don't like him but he was really good in this <laughs> the mexican doc brown the again it's not the book Again, they make a lot of big changes, but I think they boiled it down to the essentials, and that is, hey, fun, young, Latino Spider-Man meets Iron Man, where the family is a big focus. And also, weirdly, when it came to lore stuff, they spent more time explaining the Dan Garrett lore of Blue Beetle than they did explaining the alien tech. Clearly, that Mm -hmm. stuff's all, you know, earmarked for a sequel. Yeah, and and we're probably going to get one because he's coming back. The 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 Jaime Reyes yeah. character is coming back, which is cool. But yeah, I finally watched that movie, and then literally I hopped on Twitter when it was done, and then it's like, oh, Keith Geffen has passed away. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. At least he would have gotten to have seen this film. <laughs> At least. Yeah. I uh, I hope he liked it. I hope it felt that it did justice to him. And also, I I feel kind of sad because I say time and time again every time they reboot Blue Beetle, I'm like, this is good, but I think most people just wanted to see Geffen finish his original story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The one that got cut short because of the new 52 and everything. Mm -hmm. But, man, to think Blue Beetle has already been adapted so well into so many other things, into Young Justice and now into this movie, I think now it belongs to the greater culture, and I think he would have been happy knowing that. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so R.I.P. to a real one. Geffen, uh, again, I would say he's right up there with Denny O'Neill, where he created so Mm -hmm. many amazing things and wrote the shit out of stuff for so long, you would be, like, embarrassed to see his body of work and be like, wow, this guy did so much with his career. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. I can't think of, like, anything of his that I didn't like. Yeah, it's like, ooh, that's yeah. good, that's good too. Ooh, that yeah. was a fun idea. Or like, oh, that really went on to do something else elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, again, you know, dude, dude will live in infamy. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, now, another interesting thing that DC is doing uh, is they're actually going to be publishing the the, the the almost, you know, you know, it was a thing of rumor. People didn't believe it existed, but they're going to be finally publishing the alternate ending for Death of the Family. Of course, this is the famous storyline wherein fans could have actually voted in to decide if Jason Todd Robin would live or die. They wished for him to die. Also, maybe the voting was rigged because this was telephone voting back in the day. Who the hell knows? But they're finally going to be releasing the version where he lives at the end, which is wild to think they drew both and then sat on it for as long as they did. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty cool. But like, as well as like, well, who gives a shit? Like, it's so far removed. Like, like what is this going to like change? What is this going to add to anything? You know, it's not going to do anything, but no. clearly they were printing facsimile editions anyway. So they said, screw it. We might as well have this art. See the light of day. Yeah. Yeah. It will be fun though, to know that both versions of this exist. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they will actually, actually like extend it to be like, and, and because of this, nothing bad ever happened in like, like batman married catwoman and it was all happy and you know (laughs) yeah forever after this yeah don't read gotham wall (laughs) yeah no no red hood no you know everything that came after that (laughs) 
another new series, a mini-series, I should say, that DZ has coming down the pipeline, Cy Spurrier is coming back again to Constantine with a brand new miniseries that seems to focus on a much older John, and they tease that maybe we're going to see Dream of the Endless show up in this too, which, man, feels like they've been teasing Dream of the Endless for a long time oh, now, wow. but he never actually comes back and does anything meaningful. Yeah, they keep, they, they keep like saying, oh, they're going to bring him back into the DC universe and they're going to do this and that, and yeah, nothing ever happens. Scott Snyder got to play around with it a little bit, mm -hmm. and then no one got to after. Yep. <laughs> Which seems like a missed opportunity, and I mean, shit, if you're going to do it in any book, you might as well do it in a Constantine book, because obviously they have that Vertigo connection, so mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Again, Vertigo, so beloved, it shows signs of life every so often. They threaten that they might bring it back and do something interesting <laughs> with it, and then it feels like it always just, uh, but it's not as good as it was. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Hey, speaking of that fun era of comics, Doom Patrol came back this week, too, and I still haven't watched the first two episodes yet, because, as I mentioned, streaming television is a fucking ocean. <laughs> and I'm so excited for it being back, and I'm so sad that it came back to basically zero fanfare to finish off its final season, because it was like yeah. nine fucking months. Yeah, I only found out it came back like yesterday. I'm like, oh, like no one is talking about it. That's so fucking sad. That show was so good. It was a crime that it didn't get, you know, more of a spotlight on it, but it also got four seasons, which is like four more seasons than I thought a Doom Patrol show would ever get. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, it kind of like survived all these endless shakeups. Yeah. Through like all the streaming services and the creative and everything. So the fact that it was good, stayed good, and will get to finish. Mm -hmm. Man, that and our flags mean death also came back. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck, you know, why haven't I watched these yet? <laughs> I gotta get on these, man. I don't have enough hours during the day. No. I swear, I wish I, I wish I could call in sick to comic work so I could just catch <laughs> up. But then when I have that time, I just sleep, and I'm like, oh man, I could have been yeah. watching TV. <laughs> There's too many, too many great streaming series, man. Again, freaking uh, Netflix just had that Fall of the House of Usher thing. I'm like, is this a thing? I didn't even know they were doing this. <laughs> it's always something, I tell you. And I uh, just recently watched the new VHS 85 oh, yeah. anthology, and yeah, it's, it's fucking great. It was so good. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's you like spoke I, highly of it. Yes, but it's like, yeah, that came out, and then like, um, uh, I just watched uh, Mission Impossible again, the, the mm. new Mission Impossible again, and then yeah, we've got like For All Mankind starting back up soon. That new Godzilla show is starting very soon as That's well. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I watched a little of Bottoms, that uh, raunchy lesbian fight club comedy. I watched, mm -hmm. like, the first half of that before falling asleep. It's pretty funny. It has that feel of, like, oh, yeah, this director will definitely go on to a bigger project, and a lot of the stars in this will definitely probably go on to something bigger because they're all very funny. Oh, nice. It's also one of those movies where it's like, oh, 90% of this was improv, wasn't it? <laughs> so if you like a movie with an improvisational feel, definitely check that one out oh and gen v of course i've been keeping up with mm. gen v that i'm actually up to date on it's pretty good isn't it it's pretty fucking good and also goddamn this is a boys spinoff that succeeds by just not doing the boys over again which man i respect the shit out of that yeah and and i i like that they're not relying on like here's the dude and he's coming in for an episode to be with the gang and it i was really worried that was gonna happen yeah same same 
and yet they are not doing that. They're going in a totally different direction, so much to the point that you could watch the show even if you never watched The Boys. I mean, you'll appreciate it more if you watch The Boys, Mm -hmm. and certain things will make more sense, like this whole idea of, like, well, yeah, obviously they're trying to create protocols to control heroes because they've done nothing but fuck over the company like homelander and starlight they've been Mm -hmm. going rogue yeah yeah and i I, i'm surprised the show somehow managed to adapt tech knight Mm -hmm. again by making him a real fucking degenerate weirdo as well (laughs) yeah and also a character i like that he's more like a more like a tv detective than like Mm -hmm. a batman iron man like oh he can tell when you're lying and everything yeah yeah it's good obsessed with holes and because of a tumor i'm surprised they adapted the tumor thing (laughs) i'm like wow this show blows me away in the ways that it reinvents stuff but also how it makes stuff the same yeah i i keep waiting for them to work in the uh, x-men guy uh godelkin because obviously the name of the school was the name of the x-men parody from the comics yeah i'm sure it'll be coming coming soon absolutely well when they had their minds turned off there for a second i'm like oh i bet it was the xavier stand-in it wasn't but that was my theory (laughs) no no i i do like that they thought it was that that one that roofie ralph or whatever yeah yeah rufus yeah yeah whose name literally has fucking roofie in it yeah marie blew his dick up which holy shit (laughs) holy fuck (laughs) you know how gen v is great it has more dick explosions than any other show on television yeah practical dick explosions practical dick explosions also the whole cast on that show too is like oh yeah you're all gonna go on to bigger and better things no doubt about it i hope they do they're great they're all great. They're all instantly super likable, and they all instantly have star appeal. Uh, here's the thing that blew me away. The actor who played Golden Boy, yeah, that's Schwarzenegger's kid. Yeah, yeah. I was reading the credits, and I'm like, fuck off. That's a Schwarzenegger. That can't be the same Schwarzenegger. It's the same Schwarzenegger. <laughs> goddamn, his freaking genes are so good. Even his <laughs> progenies are becoming pretty goddamn good actors. <laughs> <laughs> which which threw me down a whole other rabbit hole where i'm like hey what happened to the kid he had with the housekeeper his secret love child that led to his divorce what yeah. he's doing oh he's a fitness competitor and he's super fucking jacked so yeah, he got that gene from his dad yeah he i remember i watched that arnold schwarzenegger documentary he did on yeah. youtube and they briefly touched upon that and about how like uh he, he that son like like went all in on like the the bodybuilding and everything and that's yeah. how he like connected with his father so oh that's pretty cool that's cool that is and the fact that they have like a good relationship and i'm like yeah. well yeah he just fucked it up with his wife and his mistress and everything he can have a good relationship <laughs> with his kid your dad is still the fucking terminator <laughs> <laughs> that's still cool as shit <laughs> no one can take that away from you also goddamn that guy must have a crazy conversation every time he introduces himself to someone and who's your dad oh arnold schwarzenegger oh wait are you oh oh you're that kid from that yes i am that kid from that that was many years ago it had nothing to do with me i mean it had everything to do with me but like i had no say in any of it (laughs) i bet he's an interesting fucking dude i would like to hang out with him actually yeah yeah (laughs) i bet he's got stories to tell and uh you know who else has stories to tell matt the x-men line of books oh boy do they ever they uh, released the first big poster for uh, Rise of uh, the Powers of X and uh, Fall of the House of X, the Jerry Duggan, uh, Al Ewing. I guess the, the next big era, the era after the one we're in right now. Yeah. 
and also maybe the finale bookend because we it started with two books and now it seems to be ending with two books yes is kind of what it seems to be and uh, we actually got uh again we got our first big piece of promotional art and some interesting things in the promotional art matt did you pick up what i picked up uh destiny isn't there uh, Destiny isn't there. That's a very good one. Wolverine is back in his classic black and yellow suit, which he has not mm. been for the entirety of the Krakoa era. He's been wearing brown. That's true. Which is Ooh. very interesting, which also means that X-23 is seemingly back to wearing just black leather, but with like a little yellow. And I'm like, ooh, are they threatening to take away the Wolverine moniker? I sure hope not. I didn't, I didn't see, but is the older Wolverine on the poster? Part, no, or the uh, or you mean Talon, the uh, yeah. older X twenty three? No, she's not there. Yeah, interesting. She's not there, which I didn't think she was sticking around. You know, time displaced people rarely stick around, though. Yeah. Though she is a major fixture in the X Men book yeah. right now because she's the yeah. one who stayed behind. Yeah. Uh, Cyclops and Jean are alive and well. They're front and center. Also, Kid Cable has a place of prominence, which I'm kind of shocked by. <laughs> Because they kind of seemed like he was going to be important in the lead up to this because he had traveled through time and knew what Orchis was going to do. So he tried to stop them, but they stopped him first. Yep. Which I thought was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Also, just more power to them for like, you know, not having Kid Cable go away. I know he was a controversial <laughs> character and I love that they just kind of keep throwing him in fan <laughs> they space. Keep, they keep trying to like make like do something with him. It's like, how can we differentiate this character from the actual Cable? <laughs> There's something there, no doubt about it. There's something there. Uh, the other big thing, too, is that Magneto is alive and well on the poster, too, which we already knew because they already announced a story, the return of Magneto. But perhaps more interesting than that, he's back to wearing his classic bad yeah. guy reds. And also, he seems to be unchanged, which I really assumed that if they were going to be bringing Magneto back, there would be some huge sweeping change with him. Like, he'd look like Giancarlo Esposito or something. Yeah, I, I think this is probably going to be, like, the they're starting just to put the things back into place where it's like the x-men will just kind of go back to what they were before just like because yeah. because the x-mansion is in the background as well yes it is yeah so i have to imagine it'll be all back to normal and like all the characters who were like like pretty off prominence back in the day will be here that's why we don't see people like doug who were pretty prominent no. in the krakoa era on this poster either a lot of characters have been reset. Uh, Nightcrawler is obviously back to being Nightcrawler, not the uncanny mm -hmm. Spider-Man. But Kitty Shadowcat is still her new ninja Shadowcat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I thought is interesting that some characters got reset and some did not. Yeah, and Abigail Brand is there. And Abigail Brand is there. She shouldn't be because she was fucking working for Orchis. Yeah, aren't you bad? Also, no beast. Yeah, yeah, well, he, the, the war crimes caught up to him. He's, you know, at the Hague, you know, undergoing trials. Man, I really hope that Benjamin Percy gives us, like, a Beast in Prison series. Wouldn't that be something? He's on the fucking raft in prison, and it's like when a cop goes to jail. Yeah, not, not, it'd be like, like, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're super villains. You're like, we just, we, you know, do you know, evil shit for like, terrorize the city or something. You like experimented on like people in like a town and like, like mm. fucked everything up. Like, 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 that's pretty evil. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're really evil. <laughs> yeah. Everything you did is so much more fucked up than we did. Yeah. And you did it under the auspices of being a hero, which makes yeah. you even worse than us. Yep. <laughs> 
I'm pitching that right now. Beast prison series. You can call it Beast Belly of the Beast, and it's just him trying to survive in prison. <laughs> Again, he starts like a prison gang and everything. Uh, people start getting beast tattoos and everything. <laughs> I think that'd be a pretty dope series. Come on. Get, get, it's six issues at least. Can't tell me you can't get six issues out of that. <laughs> He shaves his head or gets really into Islam like people do when they go to prison. <laughs> Beast converts and he's like, only Allah can judge me now. <laughs> Just to really fuck with people. <laughs> uh, now, that's not the only X-Men news. It was also announced that uh, Peach uh, Momoko, who is, of course, you know, the great artist that people have been loving uh, with all of her other books, is actually not only going to be drawing but writing the brand new Ultimate X-Men for Hickman's new line of Ultimate Comics, which, again, we're starting to hear more of that. Again, they, they kind of just glanced in the direction of the X-Men in that Ultimate Invasion book, but now we know we are going to be getting a whole Ultimate X-Men book. Yes, and if the cover is anything to go by, she's going to be focusing on armor. Yes, armor. And, uh, again, her armor, of course, looks like a samurai armor, because why yes. wouldn't it? Yeah, of course, of course, yes. But, no, uh, I'm quite excited for all of those Ultimate books. They all sound really cool. Again, I, this is what really get this and the other piece of Ultimate news, and that is that Brian Edward Hill is going to be doing the first ever Ultimate Black Panther series gives me hope because i'm like yes this is what it needs to be it's a new universe you can do whatever you want get really creative people who you normally wouldn't put on like a mainline mm -hmm. book for whatever reason just throw them on something you know is going to sell because it's part of this big ultimate universe and just have them go nuts i know yeah i'm i'm excited for that i'm excited for that as well because the cover uh as well as what we've seen in ultimate invasion implies that Maybe this Black Panther has something to do with Konshu and Ra. Yes, there seems to be some very interesting stuff at play. Love the Ultimate Black Panther costume because that totally looks like what the costume would look like through the old lens of the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, the the, the realistic, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah, it's realistic and it's the same, but it's different. I really dig it. Also, Brian Edward Hill, of course, you know fan of the show friend of the show and everything if you're out there hi <laughs> uh again he he, he kind of stealth released this because he's been really silent on social media both on twitter and on blue sky and he had a really great thing when this got announced it was like oh y'all thought you got rid of me huh oh you thought you <laughs> lost me huh oh, no i've been busy <laughs> and i'm like fuck yeah man that's what i like to hear yeah uh, Captain Kuhn helping us out in the chat. Alternate Beast Prison title, The Beast of Cell Block B. Fuck, that's good. <laughs> Again, see? It works. It's a pretty solid thing. He's just sitting there. He's doing push-ups. Or no, he's doing uh, pull-ups, but he's doing it with his beast legs because his legs are <laughs> like hands and everything. And he's like reading a book and everything. <laughs> he's, he just becomes a voracious reader because why not gets a bunch of creepy fan mail from like women who want to marry him in prison yeah you yeah. know that would happen <laughs> tries to sell the rights to his story <laughs> yeah has, has to fight saying... off getting shanked in the showers by like by like uh, like um bullseye or, 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 or like juggernaut Naturally. or something <laughs> oh they'd hate him in the shower because he'd clog the drain every fucking yeah. time yeah and he'd smell like a wet dog absolutely chem dog blue is the new black i like that too you know we could really just have all of these every issue has a title attached to it <laughs> the beast of oz yeah see it, it all really works <laughs> but yeah so yeah ultimate comics really did you see they actually put out a little trailer for the new ultimate universe it mm -hmm. mostly focused on thor actually 
Yeah, I, I think because I, I guess I'm guessing he's probably going to be a pretty prominent part of that because yeah. they because in, in Ultimate Invasion they they uh, Hickman said that like oh like Loki's ruling Asgard now Thor is like subservient to him but like this Thor looks like completely different to that one because obviously maybe he's resisting Loki or something and then Sif is also part of the Avengers. Yeah, Sif looks completely unchanged, which is yeah, funny. Looks exactly the same. Everything is different, but she's exactly what? the same. Even Thor has a new ultimate costume, which just looks like an updated version of his old ultimate comics yeah. thing, where he's got like the six little what, pauldrons. What if I, I don't think this is what it is, but what if that Sif is like six one six Sif? Oh shit! I mean, she she's not saw, really doing she's, much. She saw where the maker went. That's actually pretty, yeah, because she's you know she's on the bridge she's now. Heim, she she's sees got everything. Heimdall's eyes now and sword, and so yeah. That's not a terrible idea at all. I like that. <laughs> I'm kind of down for all of that, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, so Ultimate Comics coming fast. A lot of big stuff going on there. Uh, more X-Men stuff here. And this is one of those, like, no doy. I'm shocked it took them so long to do this ideas. Steve Orlando is going to be penning a new Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch series. Yes, he is. Yeah. I again, as you said, how did it take him this long? <laughs> Again, I like. I would argue the interest in Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver has never been more from comic fans. Obviously, it's because they keep asking the question: Are they going to be mutants again? Are they going to be Magneto's kids again? And this time, maybe, maybe they've been <laughs> waiting to tell that story and have it all be in one book. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I assume this, this has to be because they, they both had their own solo series where they've had that question where it's like, what am I? Am I a mutant? Am I? Mm -hmm. A, a metahuman you know just a, a just a hero in in quicksilver's case is he part of like the not speed force quote unquote yeah oh yeah the last thing they did with him yeah. also he's you know hard at work over in that uncanny book scarlet mm -hmm. which is of course in the main avengers book right now so they're really bringing her back to prominence like never before yep so now might be a good time for it. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm definitely on board with this. Orlando, of course, has been collecting a nice body of work in the X-Men titles. He wrote Marauders there near the end. He's writing the new Iceman book, and he wrote a couple more Iceman books before that. Yeah, he's been doing some really great work. That, uh, that new Iceman book he's been writing has been really good. Yeah, from what I understand, yeah, it's been yeah. pretty solid. I've only been hearing good things about it. Uh, Iceman's another one of those guys who just has, like, a really solid group of fans who are just ready to support <laughs> whenever they can, wherever they can. Uh, our last piece of news here actually involves the Deadpool movie. Deadpool 3, the long-awaited Deadpool 3, from what they're saying, apparently will not be dealing with any delays. Apparently it will actually be coming out on time, despite oh, all no. the strikes and everything else. Oh, no. <laughs> Which, which is wild, but then I also think to myself, I'm like, oh, well, Deadpool is a character who you literally don't see his mouth, which means that Ryan Reynolds could basically just ADR in whatever they want if it's already shot. That, but as well as, like, the, 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 there's, like, no writers. The writers are striking. Like, what's the yeah. story, like, story going to be? It's just going to... I have I, no idea. I know what exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be look at this remember this remember this remember berries but then they're going to also catch it in the fact that that ryan reynolds is uh or deadpool is um uh like aware that this is all member berries so that's like their way that's like their excuse for of saying well it's not nostalgia bait because we're referencing it but it really is just nostalgia bait i sure hope not i sure hope they it, have like it an is. actual it's gonna be that <laughs> 
I sure hope they have a good idea for this. I hope they're not just coasting on the idea of like, hey, we got Hugh Jackman back. We got him to finally wear the costume this time. But then I also remember Deadpool 2, which was fine, but not nearly as good as the first mm -hmm. one because like the first one actually told a story with a beginning, middle, and end and character development and it had actual real emotional stakes and everything. The second movie tries to do those things, but kind of like laughs in the face of it with like, haha, time travel. Yep. And you also got to remember, this is being directed by Sean Levy, who made Free Guy, and that movie was full of that mm. shit. It kind of was, wasn't it? And again, yeah. hey, I, I, I try to think this, I'm like, did I like Free Guy or did I just like it because it was a movie that we could stream during the pandemic? <laughs> exactly. I didn't like that movie. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> But eh, I mean, I, I don't remember much of it. I remember, uh, what is it? Uh, I, I remember the end. I remember when they have, like, uh, the epic cover version of Mariah Carey. I see. I don't That's the only thing that. I remember. I don't even remember that. Yes, they had a, they had an epic trailer cover of, uh, of, um, uh, epic, or fantasy, uh, her song. Yeah, they did that. Okay. That's all I remember. Oh, and Taika Waititi played the villain. That's the other thing I remember. Okay. Which, uh, I, I love the fact that that movie thought it was being really subversive. Like, oh, this guy's the head of a game company, but he's really evil. And then, like, all that sexual harassment stuff came out about, like, Ubisoft and all those other companies. So I'm like, oh, no, no, he's movie <laughs> evil. Trust me, the real game executives are much more <laughs> evil. <laughs> You would be lucky to have a guy like Taika Waititi who's just an unhinged weirdo. He's who, just a uh, dick. Attacks, yeah, who attacks the servers with a fire axe. I remember that was a big thing. Where it's like, dude, you know, you can just press a button. You don't have to actually like just, go nuts on them with an axe. Kick it out of the socket, you know. It's, it's fine. Yeah, you just unplug it, man. It's cool. <laughs> Again, we'll see. Again, there's a lot of reasons to be wary about Deadpool 3. I'm sure it will also make like a billion dollars just because it oh, is a well, new Deadpool yeah. movie and of just course. because it has Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and Ryan Reynolds won't learn anything new and won't progress as an actor or progress these characters in any meaningful yeah. way because Chimichanga yeah. allow random Deadpool cells for some fucking the, reason. So really what you're saying is that the Deadpool movies will become just like the Deadpool comics is what you're telling me. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Where, where they're only occasionally insightful and only occasionally actually yeah. treat their subject matter like a if, real human if, being. <laughs> if Jim Zub ain't writing Deadpool, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or uh, what is or, or Jerry Duggan, that, like, Duggan mm. run, that was the one that made mm. me fall in love with it. Yeah, his run was good. And, and incredibly long, too. Because, yeah, like, even Deadpool 2, which is perfectly fine... Deadpool 2 also runs into that problem where it's like, oh, and Wade had to learn to be part of a family. No, he was already part of a family in the first one. He already had a lot of friends and already let people in. That's a pretty stupid uh, place to couch his character journey in. Yeah, yeah. That That's like a thing that like totally doesn't work about the movie and they keep trying to make it happen. Much in the same way they organically made the whole, you know, Deadpool 1 is a love story. Because it actually was. Yeah, but he's Cable, and he's super serious. Yep. He's also Thanos, how about that? <laughs> and they make a joke about that, haha. <laughs> it's funny. They do. It did have the best version of the Juggernaut, though. We that was, a, that, that. Was, a good, that was a good Juggernaut, yeah. And I'm happy that we just let the Juggernaut be the villain in one of these. I'm like, finally. <laughs> 
uh tevia helping us out in the chat there any opinions on the new dragon ball anime oh yeah dragon ball kids oh yeah yeah and everyone fucking hates it because they they're whining about a a new a a dragon ball series and they finally get it and it's it's this and i'm i'm completely fine with it someone pointed it out really well where it's like this is what people in like the in like america and like you know south america especially think dragon ball z is and it's all like fighting and explosion and stuff and then you compare it to like how the japanese view it and it's literally this yeah it's true and also this is how toriyama started it this is going back to that dragon ball journey to the west adventure for all ages type thing this is this is very much his jam it's always been his jam doesn't always work out because sometimes you get like dragon ball gt and shit but still this is this is what makes him happy and i very much see that toriyama is one of those creators where he's like one for you one for me you got super you got more forms you got more power scaling you got more crazy aliens and everything else you wanted now we do one for me where they're little kids and go on adventures yeah yeah how's how's that sound yeah sounds no? pretty good well i'm doing it anyway <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty good it, it looks pretty good as well it does it actually looks really that's the thing about dragon ball dragon ball has only gotten better looking as time has gone on i don't think people say that enough that the show's like actually gotten really good looking there was a part there was a time i think it was just when super was starting where it, it did look pretty bad though Again, I think that was, like, COVID-related and everything. But, yeah, yeah, there's a couple things in the Resurrection F arc where it's like, ooh, you guys rushed this out the door, didn't you? Yeah, but, like, since then, yeah, it's it's looked fantastic. That that last animated movie they made where they were, like, really experimenting with the form and everything and, you know, getting more computer stuff in there, there's some shots in that last movie that are genuinely breathtaking. Mm. I really like that last movie, Superhero. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty fun. Had a lot going on for it. Yeah. It's mostly about Piccolo and Gohan, which like fuck yeah, those yeah. two were always two of the best characters. Why didn't they have more stuff about them? Exactly. Exactly. And again, about how the franchise has fun with itself. Literally, Goku and Vegeta are off having an epic battle that no one ever sees. <laughs> That's one of the best jokes in that. And all the guys who see the fight, they're crying because it's been the greatest, most life-affirming thing they've ever seen. And then Chili, one of the best introductions to the series, is just like, I don't get it. And I'm like, yep, that's Dragon Ball in a nutshell. You either get it or you don't. It's either grown men crying or the one wife or girlfriend who was dragged to this being like, why are you guys crying? Why does this mean so much to you? As I have had to explain that many times. No, see, he had such a strong power level, though. He's the light in the darkness. It means so much. His hair is now pink. You don't understand. Um, Rosé. (laughs) Rosé. Piccolo's the best dad, though. Gohan's a pretty good dad, too, sometimes when he remembers to be. I remember the Red Ribbon Army. Uh, nobody except me helping us out in the chat too. Just showing love for all the years of great comic talk on here, uh, the weekly poll, Elseworlds, etc. How do you feel about the Marvel events announced? Oh yeah, there was another event too. Thank you, nobody, the, for reminding the vampire me. Vampire uh, one. Blo- yeah, Blood, Blood War. Yeah, Blood Hunt, Blood War, or something. Yeah. It's okay. You know, I think it might be Blood Hunt, but my brain just auto completed yeah. to war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new comic event, so it has to be called War. Good on them for letting Blade do something. I really liked that first issue of Blade. I never went back to it. 
but I'd be super stoked to see him and this new Jen McKay version of Avengers it's, fight vampires. It's funny because this feels like like a culmination of like the stuff that Jason Aaron was building up in his Avengers book, where it's like, oh, we're gonna but have never like, happened. yeah, we're gonna have Dracula setting up like a base in Chernobyl and like like bringing all vampires together, and then yeah, nothing happened with it. Blade became their sheriff, and that was it. And no one wrote a book about that. Yeah, uh, insane, insane. <laughs> That no one missed opportunity yeah ne- never has a writer teed up other writers so much only for it to not happen yeah i like to think that he's like well i teed you guys up you didn't do anything fuck this i'm gonna go write superman for dc yeah um, we're gonna write a batman book where he goes to space and fights aliens how does that yeah. sound yeah pretty good yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that, that actually looks pretty great i'm actually excited for that one because it's different right they're not fighting aliens. They're not going back in time. Just a good old-fashioned Avengers fighting vampires. I like it. Yeah, sounds pretty good. They also, um, while they were announcing comic book stuff, they also announced uh, Elseworlds is making a comeback. Yeah, which is one of those things that has me raise an eyebrow. I'm like, well, hasn't every freaking Black Label book you've done yeah. also been an Elseworlds? Yeah, and in proper DC fashion, f- uh, four out of the six books they announced were Batman Elseworlds. <laughs> Well, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, we're getting a Gotham by Gaslight, the Kryptonian Age from Andy Diggle. Batman the Barbarian. Hey, it's like Conan. Yeah, that Dark hasn't Knights been done of... before. Hmm? That hasn't been done before. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen that yet. Dark Knights of Steel all winter. I never read the last issue of Dark Knights of Steel. I was loving it, and then the last issue came out, and I'm like, eh, I'm fine not knowing how this ends. I basically know how this is going to end. It's pretty good, but it also ended on, it's like, huh, huh? You want a sequel? You want a sequel? Huh? Yeah. Too, yeah. too much time in between, I think, really hurt that book. I'm sure it yeah. will live good in trade, but still. Yeah. The uh, cover for this one uh, has uh, Deathstroke, but he's a Viking. Ooh. Yeah, sounds about right. Green Lantern, Dark Knight, or just Green Lantern Dark, I should say. Yep. I don't know what this is about. Batman Nightfire. Oh, he's uh, it's going to be Batman, but he's going to be in that PS2 James Bond game? <laughs> Thank you. There's a joke that two people will get. <laughs> oh, it's actually being written and drawn by Clayman and his brother Seth. I didn't yeah. even know he had a brother. So it's going to look fucking good. It'll look really good, even if I completely, you know, roll my eyes at another Batman book. Uh, DC versus Vampires, World War V. Again, this is Rosenberg going back to the vampires. I never even read the first no, Vampires, so maybe I, I should. I read some me. of it and fell off of it, and then I have no, no idea what the fuck was going on. Because it did that, it had like a tie-in series, which was like another mm. 10 issues and everything. And also, I'm not 100% sure about what's going on, but a I think Otto Schmidt might be a Nazi. Oh no! If his name yeah, sure it sounds like I, it. I've I've heard rumblings, but I think it also might be just people misconstrued because he does a lot of like Elseworlds art, and he does a lot of like um that like like Overman, Overgirl, and like right. like like all those different ones. And I think people have like like seen that and been like, oh, he's a Nazi because of that. Yeah, yeah I'm not too sure. Part- I'm not too sure about any of that. Yeah, hey, for, for a guy named Otto Schmidt, you sure do these uh, Nazi Elseworld characters a little too good. Yeah, why is this one drawn, like, really detailed and these other ones aren't? It's like, mm, I don't know. How, uh, how, how do you feel about Wagner, Mr. Schmidt? How do you feel? 
let us let us know. Uh, how about the Autobahn? What are your feelings on the Autobahn? <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe because it's Halloween, I'll actually pick up these things. Because I like Massey Rosenberg, and I really didn't like his Gotham War tie-in, so maybe I need to wash that taste out of my mouth by reading something he clearly cares more about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, is that everything? Did I forget anything else? Is that everything that's come out of New York the, Comic-Con? That's everything that came out of Comic-Con. There was one story that came out, like, the day before, and I, I have a feeling that, like... It was on purpose to like kind of bury mm-hmm. it a little bit and that is uh what was going to be happening with uh connor ken in the superman books in the upcoming superman books but never actually came to came to uh fruition oh yes that's right you uh you brought this to my attention because you read that back up when i didn't and we both had a good little laugh of being like wow some weird choices for uh superboy connor kent what the hell were they on about apparently now you actually have a better understanding of what they were on about yeah so the writer of that magdalene uh zago posted uh last week a couple of days ago or something um about what that was going to be about and basically it would boil down to they were going to be making connor kent a trans character oh uh now i i thought that would that would like be quite an interesting story for it and then i started because she posted her like pitch uh, she she said like dc said no it's not happening it's not a happening story um right. and that's what this 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 uh that backup she did was actually building towards uh which is why it was so disconnected from fucking everything else that was happening because it was building towards something that wasn't actually going to happen um, right. I mean, I mean, there's definitely is something to be said about Connor Kent and identity mm, and everything mm. because he is a clone of two yeah. people and everything else. He he has two dads, which is a thing. The, the thing is that they had that Kenny Porter story that dealt with all of that, and this this story she said would have completely disregarded all of that work mm. and and gone in its own direction. But what I I was quite interested, but then I started reading about what it would be about, and it would. To cut a long story short, it would have involved um, Dr. Quintum from the All-Star Superman book. Uh, oh, fuck. Connor Kent going 14,000 years into the future and, like, finding out about the House of L and all that sort of stuff. And uh, all really cool, interesting stuff. But then it came to, like, this Kryptonian machine that can, like, tell you things. And he goes into it and asks who he is and then comes out the machine as a woman. And... Hmm. That didn't particularly sit well with me because then it it just basically it felt really quite insensitive because it boiled coming out as trans or transitioning down to like to sci- literally to, going into a machine kooky sci-fi stuff like you boiled it down to that I'm like that's not really good that's not a good look again this right. was just a, like a, a pitch so it could have obviously changed and everything again but... too it, it, it's hard to think about a story that didn't actually yeah, get yeah. made and, uh, and 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 Visago is like a trans person herself isn't yes she? yes which oh. which was uh doubly confusing because you would have thought they would have brought some of their own uh experiences into I... this and not just boil and... it down to he steps into a machine and comes out a girl to, to a magic machine there and everything yeah huh. oh yeah okay look i tracked it down i tracked down the art okay yeah i see it yeah superway would become a character called skyrocket new new costume right. looked really cool really cool new costume yeah. and, and that's a good code name too actually yeah. i like skyrocket a lot yeah and um 
yeah, it would have it would have been uh like a, a big story covered in like twelve to twenty four issues, which is a quite a fair fucking bit. That's a lot of Indeed. issues. Um, but yeah, that story in that action comics backup was going to be like the beginning, the genesis of it, which is why it's so disconnected from everything. Right. Also, hey, you know, they just brought back Elseworlds, so you know, again, maybe refine the idea a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because because I do like the costume and everything, yeah. but yeah, that. That, that sounds like a long way to go to tell a story about trans coming out, which obviously, hey, I have no problem with, and we could probably use more of that mm. in comic books, but that that's a long way to go when it's like, you know, future machines and canonizing a character from Grant Morrison, yeah. who is also, you know, a non-binary person themselves as well. Yes, yes. Mm. Well, there you go. We learned a thing, everybody. Yeah, it, it would have been an interesting thing, but yeah, as you said, maybe, that, that, maybe a couple a more passes. <laughs> And also a thing, too, that I'm sure the internet would have taken, you know, completely oh. fine. Oh, yeah, they would have been totally fine. Totally fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A angry grifter YouTubers wouldn't have lived off that for years. I I, I am fairly certain they're probably still going to be angry about something that didn't oh, yeah. happen. Yeah. Oh, as they do all the time when they take a thing that doesn't... Shit, I still see artwork of, uh, what is it, Safe, uh, yes, safe yes. Space and Snowflake yes. in a book that never came out. Yeah. And I still tell people, I was con we, you and me convinced ourselves that, that, that it was going to be like a, a flipped on its head thing where they were the bad guys. And, the, yes, and well, they were well, like the, using the, those names and stuff as like, as, as like some sort of as a, psyop as a, sort of false flag yeah. thing yeah yeah as, as like stormfront in uh the boys yeah gonna yeah be like oh we, we say all the right things and we cloak ourselves in this but again the what is it the because the, they were on the bad guy team and because yeah. that book never came out we never actually understood why the new warriors were actually trying to hurt young heroes yeah exactly Again, we'll, we'll never know. Shit, if we ever track down Kibble Smith at a bar or a con or something, I would really like to ask him. I think we're right. I truly do. <laughs> I do, yeah. No, I. someone like Kibble Smith, uh, having read some of his past work, I guarantee you we are right. Yeah, he's a bit of a shit disturber and a guy who likes to turn shit on its head and everything. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's basically all the news that was fit to print this week. There'll probably be more tomorrow. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if they save some big reveals for a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what would be revealed. I think, like, all the comic panels are finished, I think. Right, but, uh, but you know, but they might have, like, you know, some special last-minute thing. Yeah, true. All right, so I guess with that, we can talk about what we read this week. I only read about four books, because it was thankfully a light week, and, and mm. uh, two of them were Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I read a Spider-Man book this week, a good Spider-Man book this week. Yes. Uh, sh should we start with the one that's not as good? Amazing Spider-Man 35, the <laughs> yeah. end of the Spider-Who-Gob story. There's something really funny about them putting these two books out at the same time and being like, look, you can have right. this, this, like, this really amazing Spider-Man book, and then you can also have Amazing Spider-Man issue 30, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it feels like they're trying to say something without saying it right. <laughs> Though, that being said, judging solely by views on my own channel, uh, the bad Spider-Man book still got, like, a thousand more views than the other one, so... People love seeing, like, just a car wreck. People love train wrecks, and also some people just read Spider-Man out of habit. Yeah, yeah. Just happens. But yes, this is the end of the big goblin storyline. Peter, he's he's all gobbed out, he's all hopped up on goofballs, and he goes to try and kill Paul. 
by dropping him off a high ledge, much like how Norman dropped Gwen off a high ledge, and he even says that. <laughs> aren't I edgy? Aren't I subversive? Bet you didn't see this coming. <laughs> and uh, he's also and uh, he's also sure to launch into the mother of all incel rants that has been, you know, bubbling in his stomach, where basically Zeb Wells just transcribes things that fans have been yelling at him. Yeah, yeah. And just as Peter said verbatim, I hate you, Paul. You stole Mary Jane. You ruined my life. <laughs> Only for Mary Jane to step in and go, whoa, whoa, I am an adult woman. I can make my own choices. I have my own autonomy. I especially have my own body autonomy, Peter. No means no. And uh, if you want to have a fight, can you maybe have it with me and not with Paul? Which also <laughs> kind of feels like them saying that Paul is not a character, so this wouldn't be interesting. So, yeah, let's have it out between you two. <laughs> And then, yeah, he's like, you ruined my life, Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm so evil now and so whiny. <laughs> Though, uh, again, they build up this whole thing where it's like, oh, so Mary Jane is going to defeat Peter, huh? She's going to make use of those new jackpot powers. Now nah, Craven comes back and Craven beats him. <laughs> Well, technically, Craven distracts him. Craven gets the shit knocked out of him. And he also kind of has his weird character journey where he's like, ah, yes, you know, Spider-Man, you know, I, I wanted to hunt you to prove that I was better than my father. And in a way, I kind of proved it because you buried me with a gun, but I didn't kill myself, even though my father and my grandmother did. So I kind of am the best Craven. <laughs> And then Norman sneaks up behind him with the magic spear that he's done up with a bunch of technology to get the sins out. Oh, God. <laughs> so it ends exactly like how everyone thought it was going to end. Yeah. Though Peter and Mary Jane do actually have a moment together where they're actually nice to each other, which they haven't had in a long time, where MJ basically forgives Peter and goes, I know you didn't actually mean all those horrible things you said. I forgive you. And Peter's like, yeah, I'm sorry for anything I might have said or done. I was goblin crazy. <laughs> I, was I was crazy on the goblin juice. <laughs> I was all on the goblin juice. I was hitting it hard, man. I had a real bender for it. Also, Kafka might be back to normal now because Kafka tried to help him, even though at the end of the last issue, she said she wanted to kill Peter because killing him with the sins inside might have been the only way to make her not a goblin again. It didn't work, but the implication is that because she was trying to help and not hurt, maybe the sins really did leave her, and now she can kind of go back and forth between goblin and human. Very undercooked idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a last minute. Yeah, so like, like a real oh, last... Like, oh, we've got this character, we haven't done anything with that. Just include them in. It's fine. Yeah, it really it really felt like they didn't know where it's like, oh, well, if we end this story, that means Kafka has to be good again. But we might want to use Queen Goblin for other stuff. So maybe keep her a villain, but maybe have a glimmer of hope that she might be a good guy again. We don't know. <laughs> and of course, the big reveal from Norman is, oh, the spear didn't actually work. The only way I got the sins out of Peter was by offering them a new, more familiar home. And the comic ends with him having to stifle a classic go uh, green goblin. <laughs> but he just gets out one before covering his yeah. mouth. Yeah, okay, so yeah, exactly where everyone knew it was going to happen. He's going to Exactly be where we all knew yeah. it was going to go. He's off the fucking goblin wagon. Yep, yep. And they say this is going to set up the next 24 issues, so I guess it's oh going to be God. 24 issues of him trying to fight oh, it and trying to hide that, it from Peter. Oh, just saying that, like, sounds so 
Oh, get ready for the next 24 issues. Like, holy they, fuck, guys. They they said that. That's in the actual, like, log line for the comic. I didn't make that up. <laughs> yeah. They said that themselves. Something they're proud of. Get ready for the next 24 issues. Jesus Christ. That sounds like a threat. Yeah, that that's what? That's four volumes. Yep. I Jesus think that takes Christ. them to, like, 50 issues. Fucking hell. Which I think uh, Zeb Wells said he'd be happy with writing 50 issues. And oh, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, paycheck's a paycheck. Right. <laughs> paycheck's a paycheck, man. Hey, you know what? Hopefully you can get this done and you can use the clout to, I don't know, bring back Hellions or bring back something that, you know, you don't have editors breathing down your fucking neck about. <laughs> and also they set up gang war in there too because uh, friggin' uh, uh, Randy is like, I, I gotta stop crime in the city because my in-law Tombstone got shot by crime, so I've decided crime is bad now. <laughs> my my crime in-law got shot by crime, and I didn't yeah. like that, so... <laughs> So instead of dealing with the problems I have with my wife, Beetle, I'm just going to become, like, a, a crusader again, which is al almost, in a weird way, Randy going back to how he started when he was first introduced in Spider-Man, where he was kind of like a hippie who always had a cause and was always protesting stuff. And I'm like, this <laughs> would be way more interesting in another story. <laughs> but yeah, so he's not the Spider-Man who gobs anymore. Peter returns, and all I could think is, like, man... You had such a blank check for mayhem by having Spider-Man absorb Green Goblin's sins and be bad. You could have done so much and you basically didn't do anything with it and you ended the story so safely. It, it sounds like it was one of those things where it's like editorial allowed them to do it, but then it's like, okay, but he can't actually do anything bad. Which is a shame because he wears the black suit. And as yeah. we know from the movies, black suited Spider-Man can sell drugs and have gay sex. <laughs> He should have done all those things, if you ask me. <laughs> At the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really go for gold if you're gonna do it. <laughs> oh, here's the funniest thing. I don't know if they intended for this to be funny, but it's fucking hilarious. Because Norman's like, don't worry about any of the crimes you committed while all gobbed up. You were in the black suit, people will just blame that on Eddie Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Amazing. And Peter's uh, like, that's fine. That's fine by me. I'm okay with this. That's fine by me. Don't mind my, like, heart-to-hearts I had with, with him in the Donny Cates run and, like, yeah, um, yeah. That, that recent, like, Venom book, you know, where we're, like, kind of pals and everything. It's fine. Uh, fuck, yeah, him. Where, fuck him. Fuck <laughs> him. Yeah, where I, where I called him a friend and brother. That's fine. Yeah. I'll just pour my crimes on him. Yeah, fuck him and his god powers. <laughs> yeah, fuck him and his time travel, whatever's going on in his <laughs> book at the moment. <laughs> But yeah, so that was Amazing Spider-Man. Yay. <laughs> On to gang war, I guess. That'll be good, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but we also have the Superior Spider-Man this week, which is really living up to its name by being the Superior Spider-Man book at the moment. Yeah, it was like night and day, wasn't it? It was, and like part of me like went into this being a little apprehensive where it's like this can't possibly be as good as it was you know superior spider-man had a beginning middle and end it ran its course they tried to do it again and it just the magic wasn't there anymore because its time had passed you know we we were all so sick of dan slot because he wrote spider-man for like a decade and you could argue there was more bad than good but fuck me i read this issue and i'm like oh dan all is forgiven dan <laughs> You're like seeing an old friend again. I, I didn't know how good I have it. It's, it's like falling for your ex all over again, <laughs> who you were with for a decade. Yeah, him him and Christos Gage just, just make it look so easy. 
boy, do they. And also, isn't it nice to have, like, a freaking proactive Spider-Man who uses their brain to get shit yeah. done and isn't constantly being written as a goddamn idiot? Yeah, or an incel or anything. Yeah, it's a Spider-Man who, who lives up to his name as, like, a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man who is also, like like very smart and uses technology to his advantage and i mean and he's just, also secretly a huge jerk as yeah this yeah book yeah, is also yeah. Sure of to course show. of course yes yeah because because he can't get away from the awk stuff also hey another yeah. thing about this book here's a spider-man who's in a stable relationship with a woman he loves Anne marie yes i'm glad they brought Anne marie back i love her she's the best she is the most important part of this superior spider-man that story doesn't work without her mm-hmm and clearly Slot is a fan, too. Uh, KT helping us out in the chat. Anyway, that Venom arc where Black Widow gets a symbiote started off pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Black Widow is becoming a Venom now, too. Why not? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you get a symbiote. You get a symbiote. Everybody gets a symbiote. <laughs> the symbiote sweepstakes. But, yeah, so this is basically a flashback issue uh, to, you know, Doc Ock trying to crack the mystery that he'd been talking about in the main Spider-Man book. And apparently that relates to actually his very first appearance when he tried to crack the atom and create an artificial sun. Yeah, which a lot of people probably would have seen in Spider-Man 2. Yep, it's literally the plot from the movie. They even bring back Tritium. Mm -hmm. Yep. They bring back Tritium. They bring back the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. And I'm like, oh, oh, slot, you coy bastard, you. <laughs> making this movie plot the backbone of it we discover that during this unseen period that awk himself cannot recall because he made a deal with mephisto over in that other spider-man book yes that mm -hmm. book went to weird places by the end we discovered that he actually had a secret apprentice that we had never seen before yeah he needs he needs extra hands to help him uh uh de develop this technology and he needs a mind like his so he goes to empire university to to hire an underling and this woman named estrella lopez uh, signs mm. up for it and um, helps him out. And she's as smart as she is morally ambiguous when she's like, oh, I'd kill to work next to Spider-Man. I mean, I wouldn't, unless they were bad people. Mm. Also, as someone corrected me in the chat, her name is Estrella Lopez, which is the Spanish word for star, which makes sense because mm. she'll eventually take the name Supernova. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Which is a big exploding star. This, this, this like, could have been really stupid, where it's like, oh, and here's a character you didn't know about but they work her in so well and say, oh yeah, she was actually the original Spiderling is what it was. She was mm -hmm. one of his original henchmen. She was probably there in the background the whole time of the original Superior run. You just didn't realize. I, I, I love, I love that. Like, like how, how, uh, Otto treats her as like, it's like, oh, we, she's, she's smart and everything. But then she, he just sees her as just like another underling, another of the faceless underlings he has. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because the relationship starts off so good where he's yeah. actually being a good scientific mentor, but over time he just can't get away from the old Auk, and mm -hmm. the old Auk keeps coming out more and more. The The relationship reminded me very much like Walter White, Jesse Pinkman by yeah. the end. Yeah, he, ca he can't hack that someone might be like just a little bit smarter than him or think of something that he didn't think of, which she does. Yep, and in doing so... Auk basically becomes everything he always said Spider-Man was. You're afraid of my genius, you're stifling my advancements and everything, and he literally does this to another person, and in doing so, creates his own supervillain, much in the grand tradition of how Spider-Man is always accidentally creating supervillains. 
So truly, Ock has become Spider-Man because he's creating bad guys now. <laughs> but but with the little extra twist on top of it, because when Supernova gets loose again, she's like, ooh, I want to get revenge on Spider-Man. She completely looks past Doc Ock. Yeah, not realizing that he was he, he was Spider-Man at the time. And and yeah, he's he's very happy about that because he was just he was going to use that technology that he thought was in the containment pod mm -hmm. to like fire a big fucking laser at super at uh spider-man it's just so fucking funny he just builds a giant death laser and it's, it's such a comic book fucking doc Ock thing yep. to do <laughs> yep i found this artificial sun i'm gonna turn it into a fucking gun to shoot the guy <laughs> i hate yeah, so cool. love it love everything about it uh so yeah superior spider-man under slot still works and it works for all the reasons that the other series did it's seeing a bad guy trying to be a good guy but also still struggling with his own psychopathy and making mistakes very similar to Peter's. Yeah, I am wondering how it's now going to transition into because obviously the Superior Spider-Man comes back. So seemingly, how, yeah. So how is that going to happen? Is is this is it going to be a a situation where Ock like kind of has a realization that like she is after me? I should be. I should like take responsibility for this and and become spider-man again i truly wonder maybe he gets back with his old tentacles maybe he gets back with his old tentacles mm. and so those memories get re-implanted in him the same way they got implanted in peter yeah i don't know because yeah the whole story ends and he doesn't have a new spider-man body but all the covers seem to imply that he will have it at some point mm-hmm I truly, truly wonder where it's going to go. But hey, that's just another reason to pick up and read, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and as well as, like, it's it's really fucking good. <laughs> it's good. It's off to a great sp uh, start. And uh, yeah, it seems like uh, what we had theorized had come to pass. The Miles book is great. This book is shaping up to be great. And Amazing Spider-Man keeps tripping over its fucking dick. Yeah, and I have to imagine Ultimate Spider-Man is going to be great as well. Won't that be such a fucked up world that we're going to live in where all the Spider-Man books are good except for the mainline one? <laughs> Apparently, if you're just not 616 Peter, you can be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's editorial mandate. Yeah. Apparently, Peter must always be a jag off no matter what. <laughs> He's always got to trip over himself. He always has to make the wrong choice. And also, he always needs to be a background player in his own life. You know, we'll tell yes. more stories about Randy and more stories about freaking, uh, goddamn freaking Norman. Yeah, yeah. He can't be the main character in a book called Spider-Man. No, not anymore. <laughs> uh, goddammit. Uh, what else uh, was this week? Oh, uh, Joshua Williams and I had Batman and Robin, number two. Cool, how was that? This book continues to be strong. In fact, I would argue issue two is even stronger because it doesn't even look in the direction of Gotham War anymore. <laughs> it just says, fuck it, we're off and running and doing our own thing now. We have the full official reveal of Shush, the new female Hush, mm -hmm. who apparently is actually working for another unseen villain. So she's not even really the main villain. She's moonlighting for someone else. <laughs> yeah okay maybe the original hush who knows because that certainly <laughs> sounds like a tommy elliott idea that he would take a woman and just make her into a female version of him you know what that yeah that tracks it does also to joshua williamson's credit he fills this book with like five different red herring women who could very easily be shush because they're the same height cut the same silhouette yep 
because again in issue one we met uh what is it that lady who's bruce's neighbor who's just being nosy and coming by to visit and we theorized that wouldn't it be funny if that was her mm -hmm. uh we also meet an old uh teacher of damien's an old assassin teacher who they've never mentioned before mistress harsh which is like such <laughs> an absolutely on the nose name yeah yeah she uh she hates bats in case you didn't know <laughs> Uh, Damien finally does end up being forced to go to school, and we meet uh, Principal Stone and his teacher, who, again, are about the same height, only one is blonde and one has black hair. And I'm like, let me guess, it's going to be the blonde one, not the black-haired one? Yeah, Even of course, though Shush yeah. clearly has black hair. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like a wig or something, yeah. D Damien also gets bullied when he goes to school, which is hilarious. A guy steals his notebook and is like, hey, are you writing your own comic or you're writing OC fan fiction? It's pretty cringe, bro. <laughs> Welcome to public school, motherfucker. You think your dad being rich is going to help you? Well, I know your dad's only mostly rich now. <laughs> he's not richer than God. He's just richer than all of our parents. <laughs> so fuck you, kid. Also, Damien leaves after like halfway into first period. He's like, well, I did school for five minutes. Not for me. <laughs> Which is very I, I, funny. I can't even very kill Damien. anyone. I can't even kill anyone. <laughs> Yeah, again, freaking public school sucks, which Batman's like, well, technically people die in public school all the time. It's just greatly frowned upon. <laughs> Batman even brings that up, too. Where it's like, oh, come on, you were making so many friends on Lazarus Island during that tournament. And Damien's like, yeah, they were all assassins like me. And they also had shitty fathers. Yeah, dot, one, of dot, them, dot. one of them killed me. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> and I loved her. Yeah. <laughs> She ripped my heart out of my chest, and it was the hottest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck happened to Flatline? She disappeared. Yeah, I have no idea. She was getting annuals, she was getting backups, and then yeah. she just disappeared. She'll probably come back in this book, because she's a Joshua Williamson creation. Yeah. But yeah, this book continues to be really fun and interesting. It fills a void in the Batman line of books right now. It just feels nice to read Batman and Robin again. Nice, yeah. I do like that it, it just doesn't pay any attention to gotham lore and yeah. all, all that bullshit no it's just off and running and doing its own thing which is hilarious because in that last issue of gotham war boy did batman leave damien high and dry even after him yeah. choosing him and being on his side he fucking yeah. leaves him handcuffed to a fire hydrant for the cops to come and arrest him yeah yeah it's it's oh man which, which actually leads to one of the best scenes in that, because even though he was fighting uh, Tim and Dick, they come and save him anyway, because, hey, Shades of Grey, we've actually been right all along. You were trying to kill us, but we still don't want you to go to jail anyway because we're family. And I'm like, oh, you're actually living the point you're trying to make, okay? <laughs> Sorry, our dad is fucking crazy. <laughs> we'll have to put him in the old superhero's home. Yeah. <laughs> That's a story I want. The Bat family comes together. It's like, look, Bruce, you're too old to drive the Batmobile. We're putting you in a home. Yeah. Look, you crashed into too many SUVs, okay? <laughs> also, we're, we're worried about the uh, internet rabbit holes you're falling down now, Batman. <laughs> no, no, J JFK is going to rise from the grave. By <laughs> a Lazarus pit. I know it. <laughs> That, that was also a good payoff, too, where it's like, you know, all, all the shit that Catwoman and her thieves have been stealing all has, like, Lazarus resin in it, and that's why uh, the Savages wanted it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough, actually. That's not a bad twist. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I like, flicked through that last, because there, there hasn't been an issue of Gotham War since the last Batman one, has there? No, there's been a couple, actually. Because I read, I read, 
Catwoman, 57, and then there was Batman, whatever. I'm not uh, reading Red Hood. Well, fuck 138. Red. That, yeah, fuck that. You do Red not Hood need one. to read yeah. Red Hood. I, know, I read yeah, it. It yeah. is the most useless time. Yeah. yeah, I'm not reading that one, yeah. You can absolutely skip that one. You only got to read Batman and Catwoman. Yeah, okay. Those are the only ones you actually need to read, as I discovered. Nice, nice. But, uh, yeah, did you have anything else? I had one more book. Uh, I had Green Lantern issue four. Oh, this is the Hal one. Hal's finally back. Hal's finally back, and so is Sinestro. And Sinestro <laughs> uh, is being an evil motherfucker because he, <laughs> he last issue broke into Ferris Air and, like, he, he like, teamed with a bunch of... Um, uh, aliens who are like hiding out in Coast City, and he's seemingly working for the Legion of Doom. Um, oh, holy shit! Uh, Which he was a member of. Yes, but how doesn't know like why he's in the city? And uh, this issue, we kind of find out because at the end of last issue, he just straight up confronts Hal while Hal's at like a cafe, and um, we find out that he j he wants his ring. He wants Hal's ring. He wants to he wants the ring so he can leave earth because he can't leave earth because of the united planets putting a quarantine on it so things like boom tubes teleportation ships can't get in or out basically well that checks out and and he thinks the ring will help but like even how's like i don't know what the fuck this ring is like it, it it's <laughs> kind kind of similar to the one ab and sir gave me but like i don't know how it works because it doesn't have an ai or a network or anything oh. And it, and it doesn't work for Sinestro. It just only works for Hal. And um, oh. so so Sinestro is like, well, fuck you then. I'm going to blow up your city. I've put like sonic mm. bombs all around the city. You know, fuck you. Uh, I'm leaving. And then Hal calls in the Flash. And and the rest of the issue is he and Barry teaming up uh, to stop these, these bombs going off. And they stop them. And then Carol finds out that Sinestro broke into uh ferris air and seemingly did nothing and she's like oh. really angry at Hal because now his like superhero life is like stepping on her business because she's got like <laughs> these new uh drone jets that she she's trying to sell to like the military and she needs this contract to keep ferris air uh afloat and she can't have Hal's fuckery like messing things up oh no hal is messing up carol's life you don't say <laughs> and it, it's great because like barry comes by as well and like carol and barry know each other and like he learns that like she's engaged to this other guy called nathan and um he's engaged as well to iris and everything and they, they have like great little talk and then major disaster attacks so they get another cool team up where <laughs> how does this really cool thing he defeats the villain by taking a photo of him he like he like he like he like, he, like gets it like a construct camera and takes a photo and the flash is as bright as like a solar flare and it like <laughs> blinds the villain and allows the flash to like give him like a thousand punches a second sort of thing and yeah i love shit um, like that and they have this great talk where barry's trying to figure out what the hell is happening in hal's life because like carol is with someone else and hal is kind of acting like a weirdo because he's like pursuing her even though she's very mm. clearly getting married to someone else and he's kind of kind of gives him the talk is like hey maybe stop being a weirdo and ease back on that and you know just hey. just hey, view carol you get dating advice from <laughs> spider-man <laughs> yeah 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 to put down the amazing spider-man issue 36 put it down you don't need to read I mean, that. they are vo <laughs> both voiced by josh keaton so <laughs> Um, and he, he suggests that instead of like pursuing her, he just be like a friend to Carol since they, oh. they, they've been through quite a bit together, you know, as her star Sapphire and just like in mm. general and everything. 
Uh, and then we learned that of what Sinestro actually did at Ferris Air, and that was something to do with the AI in the uh, in the jets, and they all they all end up just taking off uh from ferris air and blowing up the facility so my guess is that he's gonna try and use the jets to escape earth i guess oh, or, or, or use them to crap shoot yeah or use them against hal in some way but yes yeah, it's, it's very fun and there's a nice little little backup as well uh featuring uh the son of sinestro oh and, and, yeah that's and, right he has a kid yeah, and the this little kid, uh, who's the son of Sinestro, and uh, he's he's on a planet, and he, he's being bullied and everything, and he's trying to like live up to the name of Thal Sinestro because people know who he is, but they don't really care because he's just like some little kid who, who they can bully and everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pretty good, pretty good book. Pretty good. Yeah, sounds it sounds like a real good old fashioned back to basics Green Lantern story. Yeah, it's, it's what was needed after Night Terrors. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, speaking of back to basics, I caught up on Avengers this week. I read five mm, and six. Nice. I I'm liking this Jed McKay story, but boy, does it suffer in the telling because this is mm. like a whole multi part storyline where it's like this easily could have been like two or three issues. Yeah, they see like I I I caught up on it. I'm I think I'm an issue behind, but I caught up on it and it felt like okay, we got we learned who these villains you got the are, gist of it. and then like it just kind of like like ran Kept in place going. it just kind of ran in place where it's like okay they're fighting the villains okay yeah cool cool bit more please bit more bit it, more it, it literally felt like they told the same issue a couple times they're fighting they're winning they're fighting they're losing yeah yeah the only really important stuff is uh what is it t'challa and captain america talking to the impossible city which kang said would come and mm-hmm. uh, turns out the impossible city is not actually evil it's been enslaved by the ashen coven to do their bidding it actually used to work for heroes in its universe oh nice before they uh before they changed it and uh they, they kind of set up this interesting moral quandary where like black panther and cap set up all these bombs and the ship is like you could blow those up but like it won't kill me i'll still operate at 75 percent but I'm thinking I don't want to live as a slave anymore, so I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to crash into Earth and hopefully kill the Ashen Coven. Earth will be destroyed, but it'll be the last, you know, planet that gets destroyed. And they're like, whoa, 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 man, don't kill yourself. Come on, let's talk this out and shit. And they're like, hey, we have faith in our friends, you know, that they'll be able to overcome it. And they do one by one by being really creative. Scarlet Witch takes her guy to the Arctic where there's no dead bodies for him to manipulate. Uh, Thor puts everyone in Vatican City asleep so they can't worship. Nice. I that that that, that was probably the most interesting part of those stories that the Thor versing that weird berserk fucking alabaster demon, idol demon thing. Yeah, that that one was actually really fucking cool. I think Vision actually stepped away with the best win because he fights the robot one on their team because, mm-hmm. of course, good robot versus bad robot. And this thing's like, you know, I'm only killing because it is what I was designed to do. How how do you dare to, you know, overcome your own programming? Who is your creator? And he's like, well, Ultron, probably the closest thing we synthetics have to a Satan. You want to you wanna know about Ultron? You want to know about me overcoming my programming? Here, here's a little taste of Ultron, <laughs> you know, his madness code, his- and it's too much for this alien to you know deal with and her like head explodes here's my youtube short of an ultron yeah basically and she's like oh god that's your father essentially yeah again you wonder why i'm so fucked up (laughs) and they save the day and the ship is like you know hey the impossible city i have nowhere to go now can i be an avenger now that i have the power to choose and they're like bet 
we we need a new base <laughs> of operations and we're not going to move back into the mansion so i guess we'll just live on you now that was, that's actually a cool like rounding off of like because that has been a running thing where they've been like running out of like the javis lounge and like mm -hmm. wonder and thor have been trying to like sort out like transportation and but it's been like taxing on them so like now they have like a big city cool yep a, a giant living alien city all to themselves i'm like that's pretty cool I hope the next arc, uh, what is it, doesn't feel nearly as protracted. Mm, mm. Like, this was good, but really could have been, like, half the time. Could have been two or three issues, yeah. Yeah, you could have got this whole story done. Also, too, really interesting, for the first two arcs, the Avengers are a team, and yet they all seem to be operating uh, independently of each other. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like the new status quo sort of thing, to keep them all, like, sort of, like, separate characters, in a way. It's It's... It's interesting. I appreciate it, but also it's like you can't keep doing this though. Every arc, yeah, maybe, maybe mm. it's a good it's a good way to make sure people don't get lost in the fucking source of it all. Where it's like, Which ah, this happens. issue was, yeah, th this was a team issue, but like it mainly just focused on Thor or, or Captain Marvel or something, where everyone else didn't really get anything to do. And you know, I'll fully admit, I do zone out sometimes in these bigger team books when they're mm -hmm. all at once in these huge splash pages where it's like, well, I don't even know where to look because this is all just noise. Yep. This is all just visual noise. It's good. I'm definitely into it. Again, much like Green Lantern, I think it's, you know, kind of a back to basics for Avengers in a lot of ways after Jason Aaron basically blew up everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, time and space and alternate universes and everything. It's like, okay, here's here's just the Avengers fighting some bad guys. Yeah, on Earth. On Earth, that's right. They have not left Earth in this series. Yeah. Which is pretty solid. So, yeah, is that it, Matt? Is that everything that was fit to print? Uh, yeah, that's everything I've read so far. I've got a bunch that I've, I've written reviews for but haven't, like, properly gone through yet. But, yeah. I, uh, I hear you, man. My, my Avengers will be up either tonight or tomorrow. I had it rendering while we did this. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to put a, like a video up for the Transformers because that Transformers book was yeah. so, so so fucking good. It was, wasn't it? It's a nice, uh, easy entry point to someone like you or me who has never read a Transformers comic before. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, easy going. And also, Transformers do wrestling moves, man. Freaking, yeah. you know, uh, Optimus, he did the Ripcord Lariat, and then he did the Snapdragon Suplex, and the Ambulance <laughs> one did a big boot. <laughs> I, I leave, leave it to Daniel Warren Johnson to do that. He, writ, uh, he wrote a, uh, a wrestling comic. Do a Powerbomb, which I have yeah. not read, and I feel like I need to fix that, because I feel like I would totally love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. As always, be sure to check me and Matt out on social media. We're both on Twitter and Blue Sky now. If you're a patron, you'll get to listen to the episode first before anyone else. We try and put that up right after we record live on Saturday night. So there's a couple ways for you to come out and see us, and uh, we hope you do. Thank you so much uh, to everyone who donated. Uh, again, helps us keep the lights on and everything. It's always very much appreciated. Mm. And uh, yeah, anything else to say, Matt? Anything else to go out on? Uh, not really. Look out th this this coming week. We're going to be streaming some Spider-Man that comes out end of the week. Ooh. So yeah, nice, awesome. Yeah. So thank you, everyone. You all have a good night. We'll be back again. <laughs> bye bye. See ya.